You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Anthony Cashman. This is our latest Royal Chat with Jeffrey Flanagan. Jeffrey, uh, boy, since we last spoke, some things have happened. Uh, <laughs> your Dono Ventura, your Dono Gate, I guess we can call it, uh, in Baltimore, the incident with Manny Machado. Um, Obviously, an eventful week uh, just just from that incident alone, with uh, Ventura receiving the nine game suspension that he is uh, currently appealing. And uh, you know, af- after that incident, he comes out uh, against the White Sox over the weekend, strikes out ten guys. He was uh, it was a magnificent magnificent start, a, a probably a necessary start for him. Um, but yeah, just kind of process uh, Ventura's wild week for us. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, the, the whole Machado thing seems like it was about a year ago because yeah. so much has happened since then. I mean, they've, you know, this is a team that lost eight straight games for the first time since 2013, and, and you know, everything is despair, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Danny Duffy steps up and <clears throat> throws six shutout innings and strikes out ten, and, and Yordano comes back the next day and almost tops him, and, you know, Eddie Volquez follows that up with seven shutout innings, so all, all of a sudden... The, you know, all is right in Royal Land again. They've won three straight, and they're within two games of first. But uh, back to Ventura, I mean, he, uh, yeah, there were some concerns about him. I, you know, I've kind of gone through the fight itself and what transpired there. And, you know, there's certainly a lot of blame to go around. Machado has priors himself. So, you know, there's a couple of hot-headed guys who uh, sometimes can't control their emotions. And so next thing you know, there's a, there's a fight. And, uh, pretty interesting fight too. I, you know, I don't, I don't know who won. I don't know how you scored it, but uh, there was a kind of a glancing blow, and then Giordano tackled him. And uh, anyway, he gets a nine-game suspension, which seems a little high, but um, you know that just means he'll miss one start. He is going to appeal. I uh, haven't heard yet whether he's going to drop the appeal, but uh, they, they go to New York <coughs> next week, um, and so he might uh, be hurt. The case might be heard there, but uh, he comes back, and, and it's just. The type of pitcher that, you know, the Royals envisioned him being all along. Looked like the same guy he was in, you know, games two and six of the 2014 World Series and, and through the second half of last year. So uh, he's got that ability, and they just need to see it more often. Yeah, there were obviously the reports after the, uh, the, the Baltimore incident that uh, the Royals are running out of patience with him and they're trying to trade him. And I know that's since been uh, blown off as, as, I think, utter nonsense was, you know, the quote. Uh, I read, but uh, yeah, that was a, seems a, like one of the, one of the sources I had uh, just told me it was complete and utter nonsense, and and yeah. I believed him because, look, it's not like they have this wealth of depth in starting right. pitching here, you know, and you're going to give up on a guy who's 25 years old, who you have club control over through 2021 at at a pretty reasonable price. I mean, it just it didn't make any sense to me from the beginning, and uh, certainly the the sources I talked to just kind of nulled it immediately. Are the Royals targets in any way? I know Dayton Moore had some comments about how they get pitched inside so much. Um, you know, they don't rate uh, as far as hit by pitches this season. They're they're kind of middle of the pack. Uh, right. Last year they were they were one of the highest in the American League. But uh, what are your thoughts on that take? Well, yeah, that's a good point, Anthony. We, we we talked about that a lot last year when they were going through some incidents early in the season, and then of course the big one in Toronto. Um, they they were second in the league in being hit by pitches, and and the they, they, I think they understand that pitching inside is a part of the game. Now, you don't have to hit guys, but pitching inside, and if you're crowding the plate, you're going to get hit. And to this date, I have yet to see one Royal hitter 
charge the mound or even uh, have a nasty look, a uh, scornful look toward the pitcher. They tend to just, you know, brush off their, their jerseys and, you know, trot to first base, take their base, and let's keep playing ball. Uh, so I think they're kind of puzzled, and this goes back to the Machado thing, they're kind of puzzled when other teams take such offense to being pitched inside because that's really what triggered the, the Ventura Machado mm-hmm. thing was the at-bat previously where a couple pitches were inside and, you know, brushed him back a little bit, got him off the plate, and he started barking about mm-hmm. it when he flied out. And next thing you know, there's a thought. You know, the Royals players I talked to said, you know, we get hit all the time. Dayton said that we get hit all the time. I don't think it's being targeted. I think it's just, you know, they got a lot of guys who, who kind of get close to the plate, and if they get knocked back, hey, that's baseball. Um, as long as you're not, you know, throwing for somebody's head and trying to injure them, you know, that's part of the game. You have to command both sides of the plate, and the inside part of the plate is very key. Absolutely. Well, yeah, a great start for Ventura. There's no getting around the fact that uh, once the suspension is um, – you know, the actual number is settled. I mean, he's going to miss one start. Um, but obviously that was a very encouraging one against the White Sox. And they had two encouraging starts since then. I want to talk about Danny Duffy, who also struck out uh, 10 White Sox over the weekend. And, Jeffrey, unlike in years past, those strikeouts aren't coming with a ton of walks. I know you've noted he's gone exclusively to pitching out of the stretch, and um, it, it seems like that, that specific delivery and, and uh, you know, it, just the mechanics in general, something's clicked here for him. It really has, and we kind of saw, you know, when he started in the bullpen this year, and he was very dominating, and um, he took that to, and as they continued to stretch him out to be a starter, uh, filling in for, I think, Chris Young at the time, and uh, we just considered, cons- consistently see him be consistent. I mean, he's uh, he's cut down on a lot of the moving parts in his motion, and uh, he, he told me something the other interesting uh, after, the, after the game against the White Sox that he's feels so good about his command right now that he can actually purposely miss the pitches, which is something that, you know, Danny used to miss all the time just, you know, by accident, you know, and, and now he's actually trying to get hitters to chase bad stuff because he knows that he can still throw a strike on the corner whenever he wants. And um, he had a pretty long streak. I think it was over 17 uh, innings of uh, 88 batters without uh, walking a guy, which is the longest streak of his career. And, um, it's just a, it's just a new guy. He's a, he's another guy, 27 years old that, that they've been waiting on for years, as you know, and, and suddenly he's emerged as their best, most consistent starter. And, uh, boy, that's just what they need. They need a power arm like that. Uh, if Ventura can, you know, continue to do it, he did last time out and, you know, Eddie Volquez seems to be right at his ship. Uh, they're back to having the type of starting pitching they envisioned when the season started and the, uh, type of starting pitching that's that's got them to the World Series the last two years. Yeah, Volk has uh, had his best start probably since April uh, against the Indians yeah. on uh, Monday night. So, yeah, very much needed uh, to get some traction there with, with that group. And uh, Whit Merrifield had the game-winning hit uh, over the Indians on Monday night, and I saw Ned Yo said this kid is not a flash in the pan. He's hitting right. 30. <laughs> Uh, he's got 10 multi-hit games and, and 21 starts. Uh, what do you think Ned met by that, and uh, yeah, what's the future hold for Merrifield? Well, I, th- I think the future is he's going to stay put in the leadoff spot uh, <laughs> unless something awful happens. And um, there's a little, there's a lot of ripple effects here because um, even before this, uh, uh, he's played some left field, of course, he's played some third base, but he is their number one starting second baseman now. He's taken that job and. Omar has become the third string second baseman, if you will. So we're kind of waiting for that bomb to drop at some point. Uh, not too many teams can carry 
three yeah. second basemen, um, and that, that's the only position he really plays. Although Ned hinted to me last night that he's played other positions in the past, just not for the Royals. But getting back to Merrifield, I mean, you know, in a season that's had so many ups and downs and so many stories and stuff, uh, uh, just really a pleasant su- surprise for the team. He does not look overmatched at all at the plate. As a matter of fact, he, you know, really uh, you know faces a lot of pitches and, and fouls pitches off and. Uh, he's got a nice, short, compact swing. Um, you know, has a top hand release with a lead arm extension, which, you know, I wrote a book on Charlie Lau, not plugging it, but you know that that that's the type of swing that Charlie Lau preached to the old Royals, the Bretts and the McCrays and Wilson stuff like that. But and it, it seems to be working for him. And I asked Ned too. You know, is he one of those guys? And the Royals have had a few, and Salvador Perez comes to mind, who actually hit better in the big leagues than they ever did in the minors. Um, Witt was not a 300 hitter, not a 320 hitter. And I'm not saying he's going to stay that way now, but this was not the hitter he really was in the minors. He was, you know, running 250, 260, 270. Uh, but he looks like a guy who could easily hit 300 here. It's early, it's way early, but uh, he just looks very confident up there. And uh, when pitchers make mistakes, he, he, you know, gets a base hit. And um, he's done everything they want defensively. When he's on the bases, he still he was leading the PCL in steals with 16, so he, he's got excellent speed, um, and uh, he's going to be around a while. Um, I know Jeffrey, you were, uh, and by the way, you can you can plug uh, Lau's loss on this podcast. We'll allow that. <laughs> we're all friends here. Um, I know you were uh, with the club in Chicago, so not uh, totally honed in on the draft, but um, you know the the, the kind of uh, thirty thousand foot look here. It, and they took 21 pitchers out of the 39 players taken, so obviously a heavy pitching emphasis and a heavy college emphasis, 31 out of 39. Um, they began the draft by taking A.J. Puckett at number 67 overall, have since signed him to a $1.2 million bonus. So uh, any big-picture thoughts about that haul or, or Puckett? Yeah, the college part interests, interests me because they've you know, typically been a team that, that likes to go the high school route and take a long time to develop them. Uh, but – we got to meet AJ Puckett last night. We had a little press conference for him and met his parents. And uh, he's uh, from the Bay Area. Went to Pepperdine and uh, big kid, six four, uh, two hundred twenty pounds. Uh, they like his pitchability. Um, I was talking to the scout who, who had, had him on his radar the last few years and said, you know, basically he checked all all the boxes. So uh, he's a, a kid that uh, you know probably will start out in. Uh, high A uh, later this year, and uh, just cross their fingers that they've, they've got something lucky there in the second round. All right, there you have it. The latest on the Royals from Jeffrey Flanagan. I want to thank him for joining us, and thank you all for tuning in. This has been MLB.com Extras, Kansas City Royals Edition. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go. Every night, on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.